Blog Talk Radio. Hello and greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. I'm your host, Joelle, the Vibrarian, and I'm here to elevate and enlighten and empower you with information that I hope that you will find helpful and certainly positive. I'm here every Tuesday night for the Psychic Inside on the Vibrary Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. And you can connect with the show by calling the line 646-668-8988. If you want to ask a question about the guests of the evening during the show, press 1, and I will try to get you on as soon as possible. Also, I would love for you to connect with my community on Facebook. I like to call them the Good Vibe Tribe. And you can find us on uh, Facebook with my handle, which is The Vibrarian. That's V as in vibration, I-B-E as in energy, R-A-R-I-A-N. And I am on a mission to share positive information and bring together like-minded people so that we can uplift each other and encourage each other as we're all along this pathway to our best and highest self-growth and development. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me with the same at the Vibrarian handle, and I definitely would like to connect with you if you see something that is interesting, funny, positive that you would like me to share with the rest of the community. Please just tag me because I would love to spread your information out as well as along with, along with mine. You know, we can all encourage when we come together as community, and that's my whole goal. Now, on the Psychic Inside Show, I believe that everyone is psychic. You just may not recognize it. So every Tuesday, I sit down with everyday people who have opened to their psychic gifts and abilities in very unique and individual ways. And by hearing their stories, I'm hoping that you will find something that makes a light bulb go off for you and say, hey, maybe I'm psychic too, and it will help you along your journey. So I'm here every Tuesday night at 9 p.m., and my guest this evening, I'm very, very excited because she is quite a busy light worker, little busy bee, and trying to get on her schedule is very challenging. You may be familiar with her if you have heard the words twin flame at all, and if you've been on YouTube, because she has quite a following on YouTube where she provides a great deal of healing and teaching work for people, and I I'm just super excited tonight to welcome Pink Bella of Pink Bella Aloha Therapy. Welcome, Pink Bella. How are you? Oh, aloha. Thank you, Joelle. I'm so excited to be here. I'm great. Thank you for having me. And aloha to everyone who's listening tonight. <laughs> now, you always say aloha, ohana. Is that is that part of what you're saying yeah, when ohana you greet everybody? Is, yeah, ohana is a, a Hawaiian word for family. So um, my, yeah, my connection to Hawaii goes back to when I was seven and my whole family went there. And for those of you who've been to Hawaii, you totally understand what the connection is. But those who haven't, who called go, because there's a very beautiful healing mother, divine feminine Lemurian energy there. And as soon as you're called to go there, the islands actually call you and you feel like you're home. You feel like you're part of the Ohana. So Ohana is just another name for family. 
I wondered what that was. I knew it was something positive because it resonated whenever I would hear you say that, you know, give me the warm fuzzies, but I wasn't yeah. sure exactly what it meant. So and yeah. that was interesting to me because here I see on your YouTube channel this blonde-haired lady who's got all the Hawaiian kind of aloha vibe. So, you know, I was always interested to see how your past kind of, how did you come to come to be known as Pink Bella? Aloha therapy. <laughs> oh, thank you. What a great question. Okay, so like many souls out there, we've been on our spiritual path our whole lives, but we don't actually see the puzzle until it happens, okay? So I had, my life started to fall apart like many souls in 2011, and prior to that, I met my twin flame in 2010. So in 2011, I had a friend who invited me to go to see her in Maui because I was in between homes. She's from the U.S. And while I was walking on the beach one day, my higher self started to connect with me and uh, basically gave me the name of my business. Like I knew I was going to be starting a business and basically said, your name will be Pink Bella Aloha Therapy. Oh, oh, I love that. You know, it's interesting because you said 2010, 2011, but I have heard, you've been listening to your channel for several months now, and I know that you referenced a time in the 90s when you had a really signature experience at one of the most possibly powerful places imaginable. So can you share with our listeners about that? Yeah, I'd love to. And I'm so excited that I actually, I'm, I feel comfortable enough now. We're at a consciousness level now that I can share it. It's awesome. But at the time, it was very, I had no idea what was going on. So uh, Joelle Vibrarian is uh, speaking of the Sphinx and the pyramids in Egypt. And I was mm. called, I actually, yeah, I actually had a very beautiful opportunity to go and live in Australia. And my guidance was saying, like, go through Africa and go through Egypt on the way. So I did. And the thing is, is that at that point, this was about 94, 1994. At that point, there was no Internet. Um, I mm-hmm. actually gravitated towards people who knew about crystals because I was wearing a crystal. So the people that knew about crystals would come and talk to me. And I actually was uh, connected with a healer there who was working undercover. Obviously, he was a tour guide by day and a healer by night. And he suggested to me one day, would you like to go meditate at the Sphinx? And I was like, sure. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be a group meditation. Oh, no. He had set it up just for me. It was illegal what we did. <laughs> Oh, it was at at night. I had no idea. Like once I had agreed to it, I thought, well, now I have to do it. But basically what happened and many souls who've already done this will confirm uh, what what happened was I was like uh, I was like a computer that was reset once I did my meditation. And it wasn't for very long. I might have been there for maybe 10, 15 minutes. It felt like even with my eyes closed, it just felt like a whole like a big flash of light happened and that um like I was rebooted and like I had all these downloads which mm. I didn't even didn't even know what it was at the time and I just felt completely different afterwards but I had no idea what had happened it I actually came away from it going that was a very cool experience but I don't understand what happened to me <laughs> so mm. that was a bit, and what it did was it profoundly changed me because by the time I got to Australia suddenly I couldn't eat meat anymore I had to become vegetarian suddenly I wanted to know about healing and crystals and study aromatherapy so basically it was a big like this is who you are now I had a mass download of, of remembering who I who I was on the planet why I came mm. that, was that was the start that was the start of my spiritual journey for sure 
Yeah, I love how you use the word download because, you know, I guess sometimes people use language that is more what you would find from a church expression where you have your, like, your baptism or your conversion moment. But, you know, the way that you express how all of a sudden you started to process differently from a physical sense, not even from a mental awareness of what was happening, but your body instantly shifted into something. And that can be very disconcerting for people who might have undergone some kind of rapid change and not actually be able to connect the dots yet. And you went for very many years without fully then understanding the the depth of what happened to you at that time. Because if you're talking about from like 1997 to 2010, that a decade plus of growing and learning. Now that is, are you able to hear me? Let's see if we've lost her on the line. Uh, she is connecting to us from Canada. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to get her on the line. If you can hear me, give us a call back during the show. We'll continue to pause and allow uh, Pink Bella to see if we can reconnect back on. Um, for those who are listening, it's very interesting uh, because sometimes along our path when we don't recognize uh, what has happened to us, it can be rather disconcerting. And, uh, of course, for the people around us who then experience our shift um, where um, they may not recognize parts of our personality and aspects, uh, that can be very disturbing because then we're faced with a lot of questions as to, well, you've changed. What happened to you? Uh, you're different. And if you don't have an answer because you haven't come into full awareness, uh, that can be a rather challenging situation. I do see that her call has dropped off the line, so we're going to see if we can give her a few moments to reconnect. In the meantime, I'll go ahead and take care of some additional housekeeping. Uh, the Vibrary uh, Radio Network is available on rebroadcast on iTunes, so you can subscribe to receive updates. And also, um, you can find past episodes on the Vibrary YouTube channel. And that is, um, you have to search for it because I don't have a YouTube channel name. So, um, Unfortunately, if you would subscribe to my YouTube channel, then I would get enough users that uh, YouTube would think that I had enough weight to kind of go ahead and claim my stake of the YouTube territory. But in the meantime, you can always search for The Vibrary, and that's V-I-B-E-R-A-R-Y. So I think that we've got Pink Bella back. Are you back with us? Hello. I'll keep the line open to see. I see she's connected, but we're just not getting any sound right now. Um, if you would definitely connect, you'll find our previous episodes on um, YouTube. You can listen to the other stories from people who have come into awareness of their psychic gifts and abilities. And then um, also I post them on the Facebook page. Now, I do have two shows on the Vibrary Radio Network. The first one on Tuesday nights is the Psychic Inside Show, which is interviews. 
And on Thursday, we talk topics. It's kind of like a cross between the X-Files and Indiana Jones. We're going on an adventure, an exploration of all of the uh, topics that are mysterious and interesting to me. So um, we've talked about astral projection. We've talked about, uh, let me see if this is her, one moment. Hi, is this Pink Bella? Okay, so on, let me see if uh, if you all will just give me a pause one moment. Pink Bella, can you hear me? I'm going to see if I can get a number where I can dial her directly. One moment. All right, I apologize, everybody. We are going to continue to try to get her on the line here. Um, Excuse me. Some of the challenges of dialing internationally, I think, are part of the problem here because she is outside of the United States. But on Thursday nights, it's the exploration of all topics that are interesting and mysterious. Now, we haven't talked about Bigfoot yet, but I'm sure that's coming up. We've talked about astral projection. We've talked about... um, We've talked about um, lucid dreaming. We've talked about um, dreams, extraterrestrials, channeling information. And this Thursday, we are going to be talking twin uh, twin flames. So um, uh, Pink Bella did mention that she is a twin flame, and so we are going to go further into that subject on Thursday evening. I do have a couple of panelists lined up to join us on the conversation, and that will be uh, Debbie Du Bois and Kalina Malnar, who are from the Vibrations of Love radio show. And all three of these women are twin flames and provide uh, information, coaching services, and guidance for others who are on the twin flame path. So I'm very excited to be able to have them on on Thursday evening. I am getting messages from people that there are some Internet connectivity issues today. I don't know if any of you felt the energies that were going around, but it certainly has been a challenging afternoon. I know for me personally, uh, dealing with quite a bit of headache and information, and they say that that happens, that there's a lot of energy that's happening out in our external world. So maybe our Internet, and it is Mercury retrograde, which is a thing, so, you know, technology things are known to be a little dicey. You might have to resend text messages and email messages during a Mercury retrograde. So I guess this is not surprising that it's happening this evening. I do hope that you will continue to tune in because I do see her trying to connect back up, and we'll see if we can go ahead and get that going here momentarily. If anything, I will need to dial her directly on my phone so that we can, okay, I think we have her. Let's see here. Hello, are you able to hear us now? Hello. Well, we are going to see. We may have to reschedule uh, this show. Hold on one second. 
okay, she's going to try to uh, get a different calling feature to be able to call in. So we're trying three or four different things to be able to get this show back going. If it doesn't work tonight, then please know that we will reschedule tonight's show to have her on another time. (laughs) She just messaged me and said, Mercury retrograde. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I appreciate your patience. I'm going to go ahead and uh, see if we can pause for just a few more minutes, and then we'll we'll have to schedule another night because I don't want to waste the the uh, opportunity on my channel to have her on for the full conversation that uh, was scheduled this evening. So I do appreciate all of your patience on this evening time. We'll give it just a minute or two more, and then we'll go ahead and reschedule for another night. In the meantime, I would definitely like to invite you to check out the Vibrian Facebook page. I do see we have callers who are listening in this evening. I appreciate your patience and support as we've been trying to go through these Mercury retrograde technology challenges. Okay, hold on one moment, everyone, because I am going to go ahead and dial her on my phone to see if I can bring her on the line, okay? Just one moment. Blog Talk Radio, and so now I believe that we are back on with Pink Bella, everyone. Thank you so much for your patience. If you're one of the listeners... Thank you, everybody. who is on the line, if you could go ahead and send me a message in the chat and let me know that you can hear everything okay. Oh, I, I do appreciate <laughs> uh, Can you hear me okay? I can. You know, I, it's fading in and out a little bit, but you know what? We'll just do the best we can today for sure. With the Mercury retrograde, we just do the best we can. That's all. Yes, that's what I was sharing with the listening audience, that it's definitely a technology challenge. I've had several things go awry with my email and text messages today, so I forgot about that darn retrograde. Okay, we are a go. I got some confirmation from people. So you were talking about your trip to the Sphinx and how after that you kind of had gone through uh, then a period of time between that. It was almost a decade then before you attribute to your awakening, so to speak, in 2010. What was going on for you there during that that period of time? Well, what I'll share with you is now, you know, that we're we're talking, I honestly feel like I had another aspect of my higher self come into my body, but nobody was speaking about that back then, so I didn't know. I just felt different, and I felt as if I felt like more, more lost on the planet. That's how I felt after this experience. So when I came back to Canada, um, a friend of mine talked me into going and having a reading with a psychic, which I'd never had before. And the universe guide me, guided me to somebody who knew about starseeds and who knew about what happened to me because she'd also had um, other people had experiences at the Sphinx. Because there's, there's many places on the planet we can go to where we get activated, and that was a big one for me. So, yes, yeah, so what happened was I actually did connect and understand that I was a starseed and that I was here for a certain mission. But back then, nobody was talking about twin flames. And so I could function in the real world. I was basically put back to sleep. 
Mm. Now, up so until I still, yeah, like what I did was I was still, I was vegetarian and I didn't drink alcohol or do anything, or, you know, I was very clean for 10 years until my body adapted to all the changes that, that had happened to me. And I was being, I was prepared to go back in the corporate world because at that point, this was 1997, like the rest, like so many people still having to make a living. And the best advice she gave me at that time was, you're not going to be able to talk to a lot of people about this yet, but that's coming. So just be patient. So in the meantime, I was corporate IT project manager by day, and then I was studying Reiki and crystals and going to classes and meditations at night. Okay. Now, so before your trip to the Sphinx, was your was there any inkling from you that you were even having like a guidance or higher guides or any childhood experiences? No, or was not kind of like vanilla. Not at all, because what it hap- what happened was, you know, we choose who we're going to incarnate, what families we're going to incarnate in, to, and um, you know, I would have little experiences along the way. And looking back on it, I was very intuitive as a child, like many of us were, but I was shut down because I had chosen a family who had no, who were not conscious about any of this. But but I was communicating with my animals when I was little. Mm-hmm. So I was already communicating, you know, having conversations with the cat and the dog in the house. Um, and it was quite funny, actually. They were very happy that I had arrived because they said the family was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't, have, <laughs> you didn't have child imaginary friends. You had pet friends. Yeah, I had lots of animals when I was growing up, and I actually thought I was going to be veterinarian, and I was offering pet um, healing as well, and I may be offering that again in the future because animals are very much, you know, they're such beautiful souls as well, and they do so much for all of us. But, yeah, I didn't have any inkling, which is why it completely threw me off track. But I want to share with you that the lady I did have the reading with, she, she was very beautiful in the sense that she had, she was very worldly at that time in 97. And she knew about star season. She knew about, you know, the, the ascension and the awakening that was going to be happening to the planet. And what she shared with me was, you're going to be able to fit in, you know, don't talk to everybody about this right now because it's not the right time, but you'll know when it's the right time. And she just said, you know, just go with the flow and just keep working on your skills and you're absolutely on time. You're not you're not behind schedule because that's what will happen to a lot of souls when they wake up really quickly. Like I did, you'll you go into a panic and anxiety, like, okay, I'm here. Now what do I do? I feel like I'm behind schedule kind of thing. Yeah. And that's what I was saying while we were in the pause is that it can make people feel a little bit, uh, you know, out of sync, especially if you go through a rapid change that you can't even explain like, why don't you eat meat anymore? Why do you go out and meditate yeah. with crystals now? You've changed. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Are you? Did you have a breakdown? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People begin to worry about your mental I health. Had, <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had to go undercover, basically. Like a lot of us, I just couldn't, I just wasn't able to. I was in a lot of fear, too. Like a lot of us back then were in a lot of fear about sharing our experiences with people because of the fact that in other timelines, past lives, whatever you want to call it, things didn't go really well with our intuitive psychic ability. So, mm-hmm. you know, and when you suddenly remember as a soul, oh my gosh, I'm back here on Earth, I'm back here in 3D. And, and the last time I was here, it didn't go very well. I kind of have to be quiet. So I think that that's why, you know, the ascension has had to be slow. The awakening process has had to be slow for so many people. And you're absolutely right what you shared with everyone. Everyone has intuitive abilities, and I do the same. I empower everyone because 
you know, it's just part of our, um, our awareness and our awakening. And the more and more people that are embracing their gifts, we're just helping to raise the collective consciousness. To It's like we're all coming out of a deep sleep, basically. Mm-hmm. Now, wow, you, you speak of kind of awakening to a new dimension then in 2010. What yeah. happened with that? <laughs> Well, I'll preview that with, in 2007, my mom, who was my best friend, transitioned very quickly. She got sick, and she transitioned very quickly. And the last week of her, and she was very vibrant before then, so it was very sad for all of us. She was a very much a very much bright light on the planet, like so many souls. And we promised each other she, that she would come to me in a dream to say goodbye, because the last week that she was alive, she couldn't speak. So fast forward to July 2007, I was in Manhattan, New York, and uh, I had my very first clairvoyant dream. Mm-hmm. And, what I, and what I mean about that is I was on another timeline in another reality where my mother was allowed to come and speak to me. And we mm-hmm. had a conversation. And it was as if you and I were talking in the same room. And we hugged and said goodbye to each other. And we were both crying. And I was crying so much that I woke myself up. I was in another reality. And when I woke up, I was like, where am I? I totally forgot that I was in New York. And, uh, and I thought, did I wake up my friend that I'm traveling with? She didn't hear anything. So I wanted to preface that, preface that with that because when I met my twin in 2010, I first felt the energy between us. But on a human level, my twin and I, you know, we're 6,000 miles apart. He's 12 years younger than me. He's in a karmic partnership. He has children. So, so first off the bat, when I met him, I didn't want to have anything to do with him because of his situation, because in the, you know, in the 3D reality, well, this is never going to work. This is going to be just a heartbreak. There, there's no point. But things were set up, so I, was, I ended up being maneuvered to stay at his hotel by, you know, everything was set up so that I would stay at this hotel and meet him. And the thing is, is that in the two nights before I was leaving to come back to Canada, his higher self came to me in the same kind of dream that I'd had with my mom. Mm-hmm. So, that I knew this soul on a very deep level and that I had to spend some time getting to know him, even though my mind was saying, run for the hills. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I knew, because it was the same type of dream that I'd had with my mom, I thought I have a very deep connection with this soul and I need to figure out why and what's going on. So that's how it started. And then over time, what I realized was he and I actually activated each other in a similar way to what happened to me at the Sphinx where twins will have lock and key codes and we kind of rebooted each other. And that woke me up out of another level of sleep to start my soul mission. Mm. I, I always think about the process almost like in the movie Shrek when Shrek says, I'm like an onion and onions have layers or donkey. One of them says something yeah. about onions having layers. And it's like what you're talking about is, layers of clarity being revealed to you in a slow process over a period of a couple decades from the 90s to the 2000s. And so you talk about this, would this be what you would say is the ascension process? I fit, well, I, I know that we are all going through a different version of the ascension process based on what kind of map we set up with our higher self before we incarnated. So we basically set up, you know, who we were going to incarnate with, what our family things are, what karma we were going to clear. 
um, because many of us are, are you know, we're, we're here to clear all the karma this time around so we can elevate and do, you know, more awesome things. We came here to really elevate the planet, which you're doing an amazing job, by the way. And, yeah, so, you know, we, we're all going through a different process. I mean, looking back on it now, I know that the higher self of my twin and my higher self coordinated this connection um, because I've never stayed in that part of the island before. He no longer manages that hotel. You know what I mean? So there was just like a perfect timing for us to connect in that way. And um, it, I, I mean, I was able to spend a little bit of time with him last fall as well, and we reactivated each other, and I was able to come back and get even deeper into my remembering and my work. So, you know, I, when people say, like, twin flames aren't, don't, aren't real or are, are real, when you're in a true twin flame connection, it, the energy and the vibration is completely different with this soul than it is with anything you've experienced on the planet. So I do kind of, uh, you know, compare it to my experience at the Sphinx because basically up until the Sphinx experience, I thought that was out of this world. And then I had this, you know, this interaction with my twin and we still activate each other even though we're 6,000 miles apart. Well, you know, to much of our listening audience, even the label or concept of twin flame is as foreign as ascension or reincarnation. So would you, you know, share what you came to know about what a twin flame dynamic is? Okay, no problem. I will try to do So it is, and I'm laughing because it is, it does seem kind of crazy. So my understanding, the, the, there's many different theories about it. My understanding is as souls, at some point, we, we, there were a group of us that embodied the, the very same divine blueprint when we left source, when we incarnated at the very beginning. I mean, even my twin said to me last September, how long have we known each other? So, you know, the, the depth of like meeting a soulmate versus the twin flame, you definitely know if, if you have a twin flame and if you meet one, because it, like I said, it absolutely feels like you, you're going through another deep, deep level of learning about yourself and, and finding your way. Um, the, the, with the twin flame, I mean, when I met him, nobody, there was, no one was talking about twin flames. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had, like, it was 2010, so it was still way early days in the Twin Flames journey for all of us. I actually had, um, I had the universe of my angels. I was working with the angels at that time because I had started studying Reiki and crystals again in a deeper level to start my business, to start Pink Bella Aloha Therapy. And I was studying with Doreen Virtue and Radley Valentine and learning about all the angels and remembering about that. And Doreen herself had done a lot of work around Atlantis and Lemuria. I knew that he and I had a connection around Atlantis, and then, like, little, little pieces of the puzzle came forward after that as well. We've often shared many, many timelines with our twin. But the twin, if you have a true twin flame, you actually started your energy from source with that soul, and then at some point you both decided to split off and go in different directions, most likely being part of, like, a different soul family to experience different things. So for, for many of us, like I said, I didn't know about Twin Flames, but I had someone come and give me a reading for free online. She found me one day, and she, I asked, of course, a question about this person who I had a deep connection with, and she pulled the Twin Flame card out of this deck, and she was using a Doreen Virtue deck, mm-hmm. and Doreen was probably one of the few people back then who still had a Twin Flame card in one of her decks. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, I couldn't get enough information about Twin Flames. Like, what's a Twin Flame? What's a Twin Flame? I will have to say there wasn't really any concrete, decent mm-hmm. information on YouTube about Twin 
guidelines till 2013. So it's a very neat concept for all of us. And it really crystal clear information, like more of it, and more of us became aware of Twin Flames probably last year. Um, And then, you know, I, I, I... even though I knew that my twin flame was my twin flame, I didn't absolutely 100% commit to this is my twin flame and this is my journey until the fall of 2015. After five years of after your initial encountering your twin. Yeah, because my mind would say, no, this isn't real. You know, our minds will argue with us about everything. And, of course, if there's no information, if we don't have any information, if no one's written any books, if there's nothing on the Internet, then, of course, how can it be real? And even if it is real, what difference does it make, right? You go around in these circles. Right. Because, you know, yeah, and even even sharing uh, that with my twin, you know, I can understand with the divine masculine, the male specifically, like, well, what am I supposed to do with this information? Because it hasn't clicked in for a lot of them yet either. You know, it, it's not it, for some of us. It's like the twin flame. We get it. It's like a it, it, that word alone is an activation, and then you get very you go to the phase where you get really really hungry for all the information because it helps you remember. This is your this is you. This is part of you in another physical body, and when you're with this soul, you're it's family. You're home, mm-hmm. and you you don't feel as homesick as you have been up until now because that's the journey for a lot of us. For a lot of us, it's trying to find how we can, you know, be here on the planet and be happy because it's, for, for some it's like, oh, I'll, I'll find my soulmate and be happily ever after. But there's still, when you're a twin flame, there's still a piece missing because the soulmate's not you. The soulmate, like the twins, basically what I was shown last year was twins have lock and key codes that only twins have. Mm-hmm. And so people think is I've seen a lot of, uh, theories where they talk about it is a romantic kind of coupledom, but as I have <laughs> can tell from my own personal twin flame journey, it's not that romantic. <laughs> romantic, I mean, it can be. <laughs> but um, what is the purpose then of this? Uh, you do a lot of teaching about why the twin flames are here, and what what is the purpose of this template as you reference it? Yeah. Really, a journey back to ourselves and to source, to the universe. So it's really, for a lot of souls, um, we've been stuck on the karmic wheel here on the planet for a long time. And as we're all ascending, we're having an opportunity to uh, remember and connect more to source and be guided because Gaia herself has elevated to higher frequency. But twins um, will come together for short periods of time to, and, so, and for some souls, it's been a blessing. They've come together easily, but for the percentage, more, you know, more percentage of the twins, it's not romantic. It's the exact opposite because we're here, when we do come together, we activate each other to clear out all the old belief systems and templates that we've been carrying in ourselves, in our DNA. Uh, and by old templates, I mean the 3G, you know, boy meets girl, let's get married and have children template. Because for a lot of us, even though we've been driven by that, you try, you know, you meet the twin and you want to come together, and one of them inevitably, and for the most part up until now, it has been the male, the energy frequency. We all vibrate at an energy frequency. So basically, let's say before you meet your twin, you might both be on the AM dial. I like to use this analogy. You're both on the AM dial at like 7.30 AM or something like that. So you're on the AM radio dial. You're both at the same, oh, I'm 3D. I'm just moving along, la, 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 la. 
and then you meet each other and you reboot each other to a high frequency. And what happens usually out of the two is one will elevate to a, a higher level frequency, a bandwidth, and move over to the FM dial, and the other one is still on the AM dial. And then you try and get together, and based on law of attraction, it, you can't even be in each other's company for very long based on the vibration. So, you know, in the, in the 3D relationship you would think, well, if I just keep doing this, if I just show this person love, if I just, you know, over and over and over again, here I am, what can I do, uh, all of this sort of stuff. And, they, and the thing is, is that on the outside, it looks like they're running, but in actual fact, vibration-wise, they can't handle the vibration yet because they, they have, they've been confused too. It was like when I came away from the Sphinx, a lot of the other twins are, get stuck in their belief systems because it really is a, a clearing out of our belief systems. So we can become more intuitive, so we can remember who we are and why we came. And what we want is we want both twins to be on the FM dial and then be able to hold that frequency that, you know, be on the FM dial the whole time. So all the energy centers have to be elevated and upgraded and, um, you know, more energy centers open so you can connect more clearly to source and your gifts more, you know, then get on your soul mission. It's kind of backwards because the higher selves of both souls are trying to physically come in and and um, walk the path with you and give you guidance and both souls have to be open and ready for that so it really is an individual it ends up being an individual journey at, until the higher self can can work with both souls basically well you, you know you talk a lot about moving through belief systems and it seems to me that the twin flame journey um, is just one of the challenging uh, kind of dynamics that a soul it could be going through in this current lifetime. But the similar uh, kind of challenge hurdle that most everyone along the pathway to connecting with higher self has to get over is a belief system based limitation. Because if you, um, you know, most of us have grown up thinking, well, we just have this lifetime. There's no such thing as reincarnation. You die, you go to heaven or hell or nirvana or whatever your particular religious teaching is. And that, you know, you we don't hear voices unless you're crazy. You know, all those things are very deeply entrenched programs. So you are working with people on all manner of of elevation, if you will, not just twin flames, because, you know, you reference yourself as being a quantum healer. So what is that calling you to do? How do you work with people in that aspect? So the the quantum field is our aura, our energy field. And I know, you know, I feel that the reason... So let me start start a little bit backwards. So when we agree to incarnate into this reality, we also agree not to remember anything. We get a mm-hmm. we get a memory wipe. Mm-hmm. So and we agree to start as a baby, and then go through childhood, and go through adolescence, and go through adulthood, because um, because a lot of us came to ascend, awaken at a certain period of time, so that the consciousness of the planet could could be uh, could start to embrace um, some of the new belief systems. So, absolutely, the um, the quantum field is our energy field. It's just another word for aura or energy field. 
Um, and, sh- you know, same with chakras. It, they're all just sort of labels. So what the quantum field is, is how I started is I started with Reiki. And at some point along my journey, the Reiki symbols and the Reiki techniques weren't, were, weren't working for me and weren't making sense for me anymore. Because I ha- And I had to have another teacher come into my life to say because I had graduated beyond that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people will arrive in our lives at the time to just like shift our reality. And I feel like from my personal journey, because I've had so many crazy, wacky things happen, I've embraced the craziness along the way. And instead of, you know, instead of going, no, oh, yeah, you know, if I talk about past lives, people will think I'm crazy. Well, the whole journey is crazy. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. it's just, you know, we just have to keep, keep it light and just go, it's okay. Because everyone is going to have their own perception of the journey. So some people will be called to go to pa- a pa- and have a past life regression. I never um, was, and I find that interesting. And my twin has been. But I never was because I was always given all of that information like in dream time or meditation. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of us, um, we haven't experienced a lot of lifetimes on this planet. So there isn't a lot. But, but yeah, the quantum field, when I say I'm a quantum healer, I think the word quantum, and I know Chiron, if anyone listens to Chiron, he uses that word. It is our energy field. And the word quantum is another like trigger like 1111 or twin flame or soulmate it's like another remembering within ourselves where we go yeah you know what i was into reiki but quantum that sounds really good right right. it's just like what i do in all of my sessions is i always work with everyone's higher self and i balance whatever is imbalanced with your higher self so that could be chakras, that could be your quantum field, it could be your aura. It is just another word word for it. And I feel like it's a higher vibrational word than aura, but it's just another, like another label. Did I answer the question or am I yes. going to Yes, no, no, that, it did. It did, and it's interesting because you talk about um, these activations or triggers, and I think that's really a key thing for people to understand that, your body will indicate a truth or a falsehood if you come into attunement with it. And most of us will say, oh, I just had, it was my, uh, I'm not a mother, but I hear mothers say all the time, oh, I have just my mother's intuition, or I had a hunch, or something just felt wrong about that person's energy when it came in, or I don't know what they said, but it felt like a lie. You know, so that kind of truthful thing for somebody who hears twin flame, quantum healer, as you said, those are actually unlocking then cellular-based memory. And if you're listening, then you will understand that, hey, and it might just be the spark of curiosity for you that then sounds you on a path of research to say, what is that word I want to hear more? What's a chakra? You know what I'm saying? And it sends you down this rabbit hole until you start to kind of then realize that what you're hearing is resonating on a deeper level than what you've been previously aware. Got lost her again. (laughs) We're having mercury retrograde issues. (laughs) Um, I'm going to see if I could get her back on the line here. Just one moment. All right.
Hey. Yes, we got you back on the line. I said I guess I activated the disconnect on the phone, but I was saying that these words and phrases are actual triggers for us cellularly that that unlock then a remembering, and sometimes it's just a curiosity. But if you follow that little nudge, then you unlock a whole new world that helps you be like, wow, this is my truth. And you do a lot of yeah. activation-based healing with people because it's something that you have been gifted with in your voice, from what I understand. Correct? That's true, yes. And I didn't, I didn't know that either. So my life <laughs> turned around again, another level and layer um, around the Lion's Gate, which, is an, which we just went through. The 8-8, August 8th is the Lion's Gate, which is a, a very um, advanced portal where a lot of light comes onto the planet. And in 2014, I was redirected to start working with just people online instead of having my practice at home. And that's when I had two teachers come into my world saying, we activate with our voices and so do you. And then, like, that clicked everything into place because – so I just set the intention beforehand to, yes, um, you know, activate with my voice, but also to help others, um, you know, work with their higher self and bring their higher self in for information as well. And, you know, this is the thing. And it made – when I look back on it, my whole life has been verbal. I'm mm-hmm. a Gemini. Every single job that I ever had in the corporate world was verbal. Even when I tried to go and be a computer programmer, they took me away and said, oh, no, you need to be over here and deal and talk to all the programmers. So, you know, I was always being set up to be able to speak, um, you know, from, from my heart and use my voice in all the work that I've ever done. So I just laughed when they said that to me, and I said, oh, that makes sense then. So, yes, there's a whole group of us that we shift the energy with the frequency of our voice. Yes, that's interesting because uh, you and I are sisters in that. Because I feel that you're yes, I feel that way with you absolutely. I mean, I received a reading before becoming in awareness of my um, twin flame path that told me that gentleman. He kind of startled me, but he said, "You know, have you heard of the 144?" And I said, well, what do you mean, like the tone, the frequency? Because at the time I was doing a lot of work with the sophagio and Schumann resonance uh, tones. And he said, well, you're one of them, and you vibrate at a different frequency. And just you talking with me has shifted my energy. And I was like, wow, that's cool, you know, because I've always been a talker too, but I didn't know anything about the kind of then corollary between the 144,000 number and the twin flame teachings. So, you know, those breadcrumbs that you talk about where your life, you know, kind of all leads up to the present moment, but hindsight is 2020, so real, (laughs) you know. Yeah. But That's I know it's no great. accident, you know, at all. Nothing is accidental. No. Well, even you and I connecting, you brought in the 144,000 piece to me because that had kind of come in and out of my reality, but it wasn't time for me to remember about that. But mm-hmm. I did see, because when you, when you and I connected, I was in Hawaii, but before yes. then in Vancouver, before then in Vancouver, even the week before I was getting on the plane to go, I, license plate everywhere, 144, 144. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and then you brought that piece to me, and I thought, oh, now it's going to be time to, for us to start talking about the 144,000. So this is getting really fun and cool now. Absolutely. Yes. 
Now, nothing is set in stone, and that is one thing that I am learning, that as you uncover beliefs, you have to kind of make sure that you don't then entrench yourself on that because we are in very shifting times. So from 2010 to 2017, there has been a great deal of change in the understanding of what a twin flame kind of dynamic is going through. And you speak about that a lot in your um, teachings about how the divine feminine template, if you will, and the divine masculine template, those things that we were kind of encoded with or learned to encode with are being shifted, Um, and not just for twin flames, but for the collective. Can you speak a little bit about this, you know, feminine and masculine idea? I can, and I'm glad that you brought that up. I was going to say even all of the information that was coming through me in January is completely shifted and different now. So we're give, I feel like what happens is we're given the information to bring through at the time to help the collective at that time. And then when it's time for us, like I call it quantum jumping, or to leap into that next level of consciousness, we, you know, those of us that are way showers um, will bring in the next level of information. So I knew that the templates for the divine feminine and masculine were shifting last November, and I got confirmation from source in the universe in December. So when I talk about masculine and feminine, so you and I chose to come in as females. We were in the female template body, and the males chose to be in the male body. But we also have the, divine, the masculine energy within us as well. Like we have that infinity symbol within us. We have both. And the masculine energy is the energy that gives us that go and drive to go and do things and you know, make the, for you and I to be on this show together. And mm-hmm. then the feminine is the receiving energy, the goddess energy. And that's the energy that has been like sort of um, muffled on the planet for a long time, which is why we're being called up to, you know, speak mm-hmm. our truth and share our gifts and everything so we can shift that vibration. And there have been, you know, we know there have been ladies before us and before us who were very brave, who forged the way for us, and we're I'm so grateful for that. So what's happened now is there's an, I knew that there were new templates coming in, new, you know, new programs that we're activating, which means more of our higher self is coming physically into our body. So the new divine feminine and new divine masculine are the higher vibrational versions that are no longer holding on to the belief systems of what we were born and raised with. So as an example, as a female, when I was born and brought in was, well, you can do everything that a man can do, but you just can't be paid the same. So mm. that's the belief system that I've given. And my whole life, I questioned it. I thought, I don't, even when I worked in the corporate world, I'm doing better work and more work than all of these fellows, yet I'm not getting a raise and I questioned it. So that's, one of the things that we kind of look at now and we go, well, we know that that belief system isn't real. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just given to us, that sort of thing. And then, you know, for many females, every single female was brought in and given a belief system about being female, about their, from their family, about, you know, what school gave them. And it's up to us now to, to say as an individual, well, I really, that really feels good, that one. And I like that one. It's really working for me. But this other one I know isn't true. So I don't mm-hmm. need to carry that around with me. And that's the same for the masculines. The masculines as men came in and were given this belief system of many things. And for the divine masculine template to come in, that's a blend of 
well of um, you know being more in the heart and being intuitive and and, um, and accepting their intuitive gifts as well. So they as well are, and you know, their template was different than ours. The female template was always set up to be more heart based, mm-hmm. just and it's just the way it is. There's no you know judgment about it. It's just that when we chose to be female, we had a lot of other things to release. So we were given like the heart-based template that we still have had to work through to keep our heart open based on being here and going through experiences. Whereas the divine masculines, their energy field and programming has been more around in their mind, being in their mind, and the lower energy centers, which are about drive and you know um, do, doing, 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 being very busy and that sort of thing. So they're also going through a process right now of that being dissolved and also being heart-based. So it's a really amazing time, and I have had beautiful male clients come forward and, and oftentimes saying, what is happening to me? Why am I seeing things? Why am I hearing things? You know, so, and, and for some of them, they thought that they were carrying more of the divine feminine at the time, but now what they realize is they're just getting a, re, they're getting a reboot and a rebalance too. Like they're remembering more of who they are and their abilities are starting to come up, which is beautiful. Well, you know, that is so interesting that you chose that example about the pay because it's a very real analogy, especially in the States, because there have been some congressional things that were tried to put into place back in, like, 2006, 7, 8. Uh, one of them was called the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Act, and it was trying to legislate, and it was very unsuccessful for many, many attempts. And even it, even it has not been as successful in terms of actually putting equality into the corporate expression of energy, even though there are now many, many more people, male and female, both who are in agreement that, well, yes, it's wrong, but it's just the way it is. So that's a large-scale kind of belief system that manifested itself into an actual economic value system. And so much of what happens as belief systems then manifest from the collective in a way that impacts society, and it kind of is like an unraveling, and it's slow going to kind of shift back away from those deeply entrenched dynamics. I mean, and the patriarchal kind of imbalance between masculine and feminine is pretty significant, not just in the States, but pretty much around the globe. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and in Canada as well. And I feel like that's why many of us have been pushed to, to, like literally pushed, you know, out of the corporate doorway and into doing our own uh, entrepreneur type work because we, you know, everyone has their own role and some souls are doing the work within the corporate world, but many of us came here to build the new and not try and fix the old. And, you know, we could, for a lot of souls that even come to me for like soul empowerment sessions, it's more about like how much longer can I hang on in, in this in this environment where I'm not treated as an equal. And it start what happens is we start vibrating more at a very truth vibration where we have to speak our truth and we have to be around truth and integrity and then it's very very difficult to maintain that energy and be in an environment where you're not treated that way it's that's why I even had to be undercover for as long as I was because um, it, it just it just felt always felt wrong it always felt backwards to me 
And I, I feel like that's one of the big belief systems that, that we're all going to be shifting in the next while for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm getting, you know, clients who all of them seem to be at this place of, you know, I was really good at what I did, but it's just not feeling right in my soul. I'm feeling like something is lacking. What am I supposed to do now? Like if I've spent my whole career trying to be a doctor, but doctor, I'm finding I'm not healing people and I really want to heal people, what do I do? That is, you know, um, you know, kind of the repetitive situation that people are awakening to is finding something that resonates with their truth. And you assist people in doing that in your uh, the services that you provide, correct? I do, yeah. And that's because I went through the same as well, and I'm sure you did as well. Like we're trying, we're trying to find our niche. And I just let souls know that every single soul on this planet came with specific, a specific gift for something that they love. And when we try to keep fitting into the 3D reality and it's not working, it, oftentimes it's because that was only supposed to get you so far. And then now your higher self and your soul are saying, no, no, like the collective consciousness is now ready for your real gift. Now it's time to get down to work and, and offer it in a different way, just in a different package. So it, so even something like being a doctor up until a certain point it's okay because it, none of that was wasted time or energy. It's just in a way what happens is our soul contract with what we, what we were doing uh, winds down. So our higher self will start to get our attention about a shift if we're not paying attention through um, our work, through our finances, and through our health, mm-hmm. and sometimes all three. So, you know, that's what often one times what we'll call the dark night of the soul is when a whole bunch of things are removed from the person's reality, but it's just because, you know, we've, we've been programmed to just keep going and doing and consuming and all of this. But when you mentioned the doctor, what first came to mind was um, Deepak Chopra because he was originally a doctor as well. And then he, and he forged the way for a lot of souls at the time because he, he, um, he didn't like what he was doing. He didn't like the way the hospital system was working for him either. So he, he went, forged a new direction very early on, like also in the 90s. And then he was able to open up some different types of alternative healing centers as well. So, you know, I look at these pioneers, even that were doing all of this work in the 90s, and it just it blows my mind how brave they were because I'm sure it was definitely not easy back then to make such a big change in the community. But, you know, because that's the other thing. When you're, as an example, you're a doctor, you're part of this whole community. So Mm -hmm. you're accepted as part of, like, you know, whatever you're doing, you're accepted by your colleagues and you have all of these things. And it's very probably uncomfortable to think, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. But, you know, some souls embrace it, and then some souls with their higher self, they don't embrace it, and then that's when the darkness of the soul so happens. Yeah, now the dark night of the soul, that's something, uh, isn't it? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's happened to me, too, because I guess I, as well, wasn't exactly on path. I was, you know, in 2014, I was trying to help clients at home and do pet sitting and pet healing and help people online. I was burning myself out. And because I hadn't clearly connected in with my higher self fully yet, I didn't understand that component. So I want to share with everyone, too, about the twin. There's a twin flame component called the twin flame separation, where a lot of souls, 
either it's happening right now or, you know, it's their, their twin flame connection has been up and down the last few years. And my first separation from my twin was definitely needed because looking back on it, that's when I was given all of my tools to help my client and to connect more fully with my higher self and get clearer answers for me so that the next time I was able to connect and spend time with my twin, I was getting clear guidance about what was happening. You know, besides he and I just spending time together, you know, what was ha- I was asking questions like, well, we're activating each other, what's happening, and why does he have to sleep for four days, and all that sort of stuff. So it was really fascinating to me, and now looking back on it, that's how I know that the separations are important, because both souls are on their own personal soul journey, and often right. one of the twins often one of the twins has been asleep. Like, I was given the information that my twin has been on this karmic wheel much longer than I have, and that he got so deep into the programming, uh, like not just this lifetime, but in other time frames, that he's really been struggling to try to remember, and that that was partly why he... been incarnated on earth very much so (laughs) that concept you know you're talking about things that I understand because I'm out in this kind of world but I do try to illuminate for our listeners who may just be tuning in for the first time this is almost like speaking French or another language when you start talking about activations twin flames ascension quantum healing you know what I'm saying it's a lot of fun. Um, I Okay, so this, there are many belief systems about reincarnation, and I'm just even trying to remember when I started to believe in reincarnation. I feel what happened was, I like many souls, I tried many other different doorways, including various religions, and I kept hitting a wall. Like Because like you and, and me and many of us, we ask a lot of questions, and then what happens is we, we get ourselves into this comfy little box. Oh, this feels good. Okay, I'm going to stay in this box. So I'm going to be over here in my little box, you know, happy that I just incarnated once and all I need to do is this. And then what happens is someone comes along like me and says, says something and then that box gets blown away and then it's like, okay, well, that's not working for me anymore. Now what? So I would say that my mind got really open and expanded through people who were very brave and wrote books. Mm-hmm. Even in the 80s, I will have to say that Shirley MacLaine really opened up my mind, like mm-hmm. in the 80s. And that, her books came to me because I had lost somebody very close to me in my family. So when that person passed away really quickly, I started to question everything. Like, who am I? Why am I here? What's my soul mission? I was already questioning myself at that point. And so, you know, when I accepted reincarnation, that was great. But then I obviously, because I was a seeker, I wanted to know more and more and more. So the original belief system around reincarnation is is that many of us just keep, you know, we recycle. We go out and we come in. We go out and we come in. But now a lot of people are bringing in information of like, no, when we leave, we, it depends. We kind of have a life review and we kind of decide what we're going to do next. So Mm -hmm. I always have felt that the last reincarnation was Atlantis um, and and Atlantis and Lemuria overlapped. And what has come to me recently is, is that that is true and that my twin has been down here recycling um, more than I have. Hmm. And yeah. I hear that, that, you know, a lot of times that the twins have not been incarnated at the same time because one has been 
anchoring the other from the spiritual realm to assist them in what were probably pretty challenging work that they were doing as uh, light workers, so to speak, in the 3D incarnation lifetime. And so that is one of the teachings that it has not rang as false, you know what I'm saying, in terms of my understanding and awareness. But um, do you... Yeah, you... but then you're correct. In the twin flame community, the belief systems around twin flames have shifted so much even this year. So I know even recently, you know, there's, and that's probably what's so overwhelming for people that are even just finding out about twin flames or they feel like they're resonating with that word information on the Internet now, it's really overwhelming. So, you know, I, twins, helping twin flames will always be part of my reality because I am a twin flame. And, and I will absolutely assist all souls, you know, who resonate with that term. But the other thing is, is that I don't want people to get so attached to the Twin Flame program that they're not, they're not ready to sort of even look beyond that. And I've been speaking a little bit about that lately in the essence of, like, what happens is with, with the, some of the twins' journeys, one of the twins is still processing a lot. And they're going very slow like a turtle, so, you know, they, they need that time to continue their processing and not be pushed and not, you know, not be like, hello, wake up, you're a twin. Um, so that's allowing the first twin to, um, you know, get deeper into their soul mission, which means shining their light and expanding your consciousness more. And when we do that, it's actually elevating the twin, whether we're with them or not, because it's also elevating everyone around us. That's one thing that I've heard is that, well, we, if we're all quantum energy beings, then there is no separation, period, of our energetic field, that there is unity from the micro to the macro throughout all dimensions. Nothing exists in a bubble, but that your vibe does affect the people around you. And so when you're doing what you love, what's in your soul gift to do, and if you're feeling love for yourself and then love for the other aspect of yourself and the twin flame dynamic or your soulmate, if that is the type of connection you're in, or as a parent in the parent-child dynamic, then you are automatically influencing the energetic field of those around you just by your being. And that's so cool to Absolutely. me. <laughs> it is really, really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And, you know, the I, I knew that there was a reason, like I shared, that my twin and I had separated for a couple of years, like not in communication at all. Because looking back on it now, that was the key, like, ascension awakening part of the program that I needed so that, so that when I'm facilitating and assisting twins or lightworkers or starseeds, that I can bring in that it is vibration and it is energy. We're, we're all that. So our minds will want us to push people and, you know, change them. That's the ego and that's okay. That's part of our programming that we're shifting. And our hearts will say, you know, but, but it's timeless. There is no rush. There is no hurry. And you know what? I'm having so much fun over here doing my soul mission. I'm good. <laughs> it's all good, right? Right, yeah. right. And that's the other, you know, I, that's what I mean, too. Like, I, and you probably, you're, I mean, I know you've gotten deeper into all of your work as well since we connected, and I'm sure you're having an amazing time. And it's beautiful, you know. And, and what I want to share with people about the Twin Flame journey is a lot of it, too, has been that the planet has try, is being prepared for our lights to come together. 
Our lights individually, as all souls, are, are bright lights, but twins specifically have incredibly bright light. And I was shown uh, by my higher self when I left um, Greece last year that my twin and I, just walking through his town together, how our light was so bright, it cleared the whole island, mm. and we were seen it would be like you know, it'd be like those old, be like those movies with the you know the old movies that they showed what where a blip was on the radar. Well, mm-hmm. this was like a you know a firework going off, and I didn't I didn't feel that when we were together, but I was shown that that's how twins are when they're together. That the third light when our light bodies merge is so bright. That's why the the twin journey has been so challenging because there's three things going on, both one and. Twin one and twin two have to be vibrationally ready to hold all of that light on their own. And then the third component is together, wherever they're going to be on the planet, also has to be prepared for that light. So mm-hmm. it's coming, but a lot of it has been like the planets had to be prepared for the twins to be together as well. You know, it's interesting because you speak about your um, anchoring your grid point is currently in Hawaii or your grid point is currently in Vancouver. And, you know, I know I have been called to go to different places at different times. Most recently I spent six months in the Riviera Maya in the Yucatan Peninsula last year, and I really felt like I was answering the same kind of call that kind of told you go by Africa on your way to Australia. You know what I'm saying? You're going from Canada to Australia in the first place, and then you're bypassing to go to Africa. A lot of that has to do with where our energy is, A, needed for the environment, and then also where we will receive an activation, correct? Yeah, you're correct. I was going to say that. We're also receiving codes that we need. And another thing that came to me recently is we're also picking up codes that we need, like Mm -hmm. that we've kind of left for the future. So recently I've had a young fellow has come my way that also got activated at the Sphinx and he created a video and he basically said, yeah, I picked up, I picked up the codes for myself that I needed. And I was like, the big Mm -hmm. light bulb went on for me. (laughs) It's like a scavenger hunt, you know, you pick up a gem and put it in your bag, you know. And, you know, we are, um, are, we did create a map with our higher self. So when you do hear those callings, absolutely, if you can do it, follow through. Because, you know, you're, you were very, very on target when you said it does. It just opens up a whole Pandora's box of, like, magic and miracles. And I still, even though I listen to my guidance, my higher self, still at times when I'm be- getting the push from behind to go do something, I'm like, mm, I don't know, I'm kind of comfy here. I don't Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's like no. So you know, this is why we. This is why I uh, assist souls to listen to their higher self and have that trust um, with their guidance. And I usually start really slow, like just to sort of say, ask your higher self what you can do to serve today. And sometimes it'll just be like, take care of yourself. Sometimes you'll mm-hmm. just get a message of like, just go for a walk today. And other times you'll you'll be given a message like, go to the coffee shop today. And what'll happen is when you're there, you'll either run into someone you know that you haven't seen for a long time, or you'll hear a song playing in the store um, that means something to you, and it starts to build a trust. You start mm-hmm. to remember and start to build that trust of, like, you know, the messages that I'm getting are accurate. And that's, we, we start slow with our, our guidance, and then that way it builds and builds and builds, and then we trust the messages when they come. 
Yeah, you talk about like you're able to connect with other people's higher selves. I'm assuming that you had really developed a firm conversation with your own higher self before you realized, oh, well, hey, <laughs> I can get somebody else on the line too, not just my own. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It, it just it started to just make what what happened when I started to help twins. So the twin flame um, sessions that I originally started with is and you know I had you and I had one is that the uh, balancing the energy in one twin will be mirrored in the other twin. That's why it's so important to to you know not focus so much on the twin, but to take care of yourself because whatever you do to manage your energy and, and help your own journey is going to be mirrored in the twin. And then what I started to realize was just absolutely ensure that everyone's higher self was on board in the session. And then the third component that came forward is the twins specifically that may not be conscious yet that they're a twin or uh, they don't really know what's going on, that I would do the session with whoever has, um, you know, is the twin that came to me. And then I would ask the twin of the higher self to take over and manage the, the energy balance for that soul based on their ascension schedule. So, you know, not not giving the date or time when it needed to be done or whatever, but just allowing that the higher selves would manage when it, when that other healing was supposed to take place. Now, would you, you know, we talk a lot on this show about the term psychic. So are you describing a claircognizance or are you clairvoyant? Do you see then the... I am clairvoyant which was for the longest time was hard to admit to because I would have been one of those crazy people hearing voices. Okay. So what I, what, you said what I started to realize... I just audience. want to pause because it was a little garbled. You said clear audience. Yeah, clear audience. So okay. I feel like from, from the clients that I've worked with is that we all sort of choose one gift out of the clairs to be more um, vibrant than the others. It's not that we don't have all the abilities because we do, but it's like we chose with our higher self to kind of come in with one gift that would be clearer. So it took me the longest time to accept the clear audience because it took me a long time to figure out which voice was mine because we can have interference from other things happening and um, the ego can be like a lower vibrational version of us. So it, it can interfere as well. But what started to happen was when I started to do work with Doreen Virtue and started to do more clearing, she had a lot of clearing tools. I was able to differentiate and then I got more confident. I am also clairvoyant and, you know, all the other abilities as well have come forward, but it was like the clear audience was my first, my first really clear gift. Mm -hmm. Now, when you talk about um, distinguishing the voices, can you give some, uh, like, guidance to our listeners? Like, how do you determine your egoic, logical kind of conversation versus your higher self, you conversation? I I would say that, um, so, uh, every day we're choice makers. And every day where we're given an opportunity to choose ourselves and self-love or to, to, or to be, not, not that we don't choose ourselves, but maybe to, to keep making choices so we just fit in with people or, you know, that society or whatever. 
So as an example, I remember the, fir- the first time that I, when I was decided to pull away and have the separation with the twin and, and it was me, before that I started clearly waking up in the morning and the lower egoic voice will, will be the voice that puts us down, that tries mm-hmm. to make us feel really small, that we're not doing enough, like, you know, keep going faster, do more. It'll be that voice. And I remember one morning lying there and whatever, the ego was talking to me and I was like, well, that's not true. You're lying to me. I don't want to hear you anymore. And I heard this like, oh. So don't listen to the voice that says that you're not doing enough or that you're not good enough. So I started to peel away the onion even back then. Mm-hmm. And then I obviously I started to work someone like Doreen and, and her classes and stuff where I where it, it helped me at that time. And, you know, my higher self became clearer and clearer as time went on. And that's what, I, you know, I empower souls to believe in that good voice that really is truly trying to guide you and that everyone does have a higher self. It's not just me. Our higher self is you at a higher mm-hmm. frequency that is physically that's what the ascension is, is our higher self is physically coming into our body. So we embody and be our higher selves that's what the higher self is. For the longest time people would talk to me about the higher self, I had no idea what that was. For the mm-hmm. longest time it is outside of our body, and then it, what the ascension symptoms are is this energy that's coming into our body to change us to a higher frequency, that's more of our higher self gradually coming into our physical body. Mm-hmm. And you know, I always think about when we talk about the monkey mind, the chitter chatter, chitter chatter, yeah. chitter chatter. You got to do this. You got to do that. You know, and a lot of people have a problem getting that to quiet down during meditation. You know, I always hear people say, "Oh, I tried to meditate. Meditate. I just can't." You know, my mind wanders and such and such. But it's like once you recognize that chatter, the egoic brain just wants to do what it does, which is just talk and manage and defend us. But if you can get it to calm down. As you talk about in yeah. developing that trust dynamic to say, you know what, you're you're still needed. Just you know, of course, <laughs> you know, be yeah. where you are, and let's uh, let these other voices of higher guidance and spirit to come through too. Absolutely, I feel like it. it the monkey mind really chatters a lot when you're on the the verge of a big breakthrough, as mm-hmm. well, like when you're ready to go through a door. Um, you know you're breaking away from a whole big belief system and you're going through another door and it's very scary. And the the ego is that part of us, that part of our programming that's there to protect us. And I know at times I've even said to my ego, I know you're trying to protect me, but I'm going this way anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> come on, like, okay. so, you know, there's, yeah, it's, part of our programming that's trying to assist us, but it also, it, it can go on overdrive. Now, what I want to share with you too about, um, and the listeners about meditating, when I was in the corporate world, I found sitting and meditating very helpful. And then what shifted for me is um, when I started to embody more of my higher self and I was actually working with healing clients, sitting and meditating wasn't doing the same thing for me anymore because there's many of us that actually have a lot of energy that we need to move through our body. So I actually found that I would call them um, like a moving meditation, that any kind of movement, moving your body will actually, you can, you'll have, you'll receive a lot of clarity when you're out walking in nature, when you're, mm-hmm. um, you know, cleaning the house, when you're dancing, when you're doing yoga, um, I often now will, and I will receive a lot of answers when I'm driving. 
you know, driving my car. But I, you know, I shifted from sitting and meditating. I'm not telling everyone to do this, but I'm just letting those souls know that if they if they try to sit and meditate and they're not successful, to to tap into your higher energy and ask your higher self some questions and then go for a walk in nature or go for a run because when we're engaged in something physical the right side of our brain will get will get locked into doing that movement and then the um, intuitive um, energy can start to come in because we're relaxed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now you talked about ascension symptoms what you yeah. know? What would be some things that people might experience as they're starting this process of coming into a, a different kind of awareness? It you know, and it varies as you know from different whatever is going on astrologically, or you know, um, as an example, we just had some solar flares, which is when the sun um, will you know like flare a fl- they actually have taken pictures of it where uh, it'll mm-hmm. flare off and then that energy will come down and impact everybody on the planet like the full moon energy as well and it's everyone experiences different things so i will just share sort of what happened to me when i knew what was going on and a lot of times we'll experience these symptoms because our our higher self is trying to get our attention but if we're all busy working and having coffee and driving and you know barely you know raising kids and barely getting any sleep uh, we have a hard time hearing our, our, you know, our guidance. So our higher self will start to get our attention by symptoms in our physical body. And I experienced along the way dizziness, um, lots of aches and pains, um, nausea, headaches, and um, just trying to think recently. And sometimes, like, uh, you will get like a cold or a flu out of the blue as well. And it will appear like it's a cold and a flu. But it will be something where you're being forced to rest and take mm-hmm. care of yourself, and then your your physical body can adapt to the new vibration of your light body. But I know with the solar flares recently, it created two symptoms for a lot of people. It either created like um, um, skin rashes and not being able to sleep, or headaches and what was the other thing? I know it brought up a lot of, um, um, it cleared out a lot of emotion in a lot of people. It brought up a lot of anger and everything to clear. So um, it's affecting people in many different ways. But yeah, along my journey, I know it always, I would either be, I'd have to sleep a lot and, and or I'd be dizzy. Um, I would go through periods of being nauseous and then I wouldn't, I'd have to eat like a certain amount of food. I'd have a craving for something and have to eat a lot of different foods. So it's, it's, it's different from just your everyday human things because it does most of it doesn't make sense. Like the dizzy part, I didn't, I wasn't expecting that at all. And then I actually had an ascension teacher that came in to say, "Oh yeah, this is happening because the Earth is changing and mm-hmm. our energy bodies are trying to change to adapt to that as well." So you know, if we're feeling dizzy, it's because the vibration of what's happening within us and around us is impacting our polarities. So usually that's why we share with people just just sit down or lie down or have a nap because you'll you will wake up feeling better. Mm. And I you know I will say that we don't want to discourage you if you feel you have a medical condition or something disturbance and you you do go to the doctor or alternative health practitioner please do so but in the absence then of a diagnosis you know, um, absolutely. I always share that as well. And you absolutely, even when people message me and I just, I will say to them, if it goes on for more than a day or so and you're in 
agony, go to a, go to your doctor and get checked out. Absolutely. Right. I think most people realize when it's something that the traditional, you know, um, medicine is not providing an answer for, that's often, like you said, part of that dark night of the soul is to be faced with a physical shift that is uncomfortable. Um, and that yeah. then once you're still, and I think that'd be like your least preferred way to have an awakening, but all of us kind of sometimes have to experience that to make us pay attention, you know. Yes, absolutely, and there's very extreme cases, and it's just something that we, many of us, I mean, I, I had both. I had it come through my health, and my, my health has been guiding me my whole life. I mean, I started to actually have reaction to a lot of the earth food when I was about five. I started to get allergies to certain foods. And looking back on it now, it was a time when a lot of foods were being prepared and processed. It mm-hmm. went from, like, healthy food to, like, processed food. So there was a lot of things in the foods that, that I was already reacting to. And I know um, a lot of souls have gone that way as well. But now I find what's interesting is, is like, our bodies will start to manifest something so then we'll start then we'll be like oh I've got this right now I'm going to take this this healthy thing this is what usually works for me and it's like our body's trying our higher self's trying to say you need this right now so you need some alkaline water you need a green smoothie that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the more instead of um, you know I always say just give your body lots of love because it is our light ship. It is helping us create and, and do what we need to do here on the earth. But it's also like a physical body that's trying to merge with our, uh, the new light body. And so it's having some growing pains, literally. Now, are, have you read the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz? I have. <laughs> uh, beautiful book. One of my twin's favorite books. I love that book. I read it many years ago, but it talks about how the human being kind of goes through this process of domestication, which is where we then acquire belief systems and norms and behaviors that we then walk around with as part of our operating system. But at some point in time, we may feel a tension between uh, that and what we're being called to do. So it could be you've been eating meat all your life, but all of a sudden you're feeling like, well, you know what, meat is unhealthy for me, rather than just blowing through that kind of nudge from spirit to say, well, you know what, it's okay for me to have been in agreement to be a meat eater for the first part of my life, but it's just okay for me to not be a meat eater now in this part of life. And then if I choose to change later, I'm still honoring as long as I'm willing to examine each of those areas where there is an agreement that is feeling tension and that we're supposed to feel those things. We are, absolutely. And that's, you know, I, I've shared this with other souls too. So when I, when I had that um, awakening after the, the things in the pyramids and I immediately became vegan and I don't even think anybody around me even knew what that was but suddenly I just knew I couldn't have meat anymore I couldn't have dairy I went off everything now I want to share with everyone so that can also be like a box that we put in our ourselves in as well like where we're mm-hmm. where suddenly we're like no I can't do that anymore and absolutely listen to your guidance but I want to share with you too then my higher self gave me a craving six months into that for some for some fish 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I can't have that because I'm vegetarian or I'm vegan now, you know. And then what happened was after a year, I think I, I did end up going to a naturopath, was that my body was craving the oils mm-hmm. from the fish. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're all, we all have a different kind of genetic makeup and a different um, energy in our physical, you know, our physical body. And it's going to have some weird needs every once in a while. And that's, you know, always why I... I you know, um, empower souls to work with your higher self and ask on for daily guidance because sometimes our bodies will need the weirdest things on this journey and we're not to judge ourselves or judge others. So I absolutely started, I know when I became vegetarian and vegan, I was very much anti-meat eaters and that's so cute. I look back on that now going, that's just so funny because I had no idea that there, there are obviously some souls on this planet body requires that. So, you know, everyone has to, has to adapt whatever they feel works for them. I'm going to say what happened to me was the letting go of uh, red meat and everything. That was a gradual thing for me because of my love for animals. But in actual fact, my body started to, started to reject it. So mm-hmm. it became, it was an easier transition for me because I just couldn't, um, I wasn't able to digest it. In. Well, you know, this is just so fascinating. I really appreciate that you have been on and sharing your life journey. I know that uh, the people listening will be just as uh, uplifted by this as I have because I've always learned something new when I'm talking with you. And um, you have agreed to provide some readings, many readings for callers this evening during this last segment of the show. So would you uh, have any guidance for the callers who will be interacting with you as to how you will be providing these? Yeah, I actually, uh, what came through was I can offer um, either like a mini chakra message of divine feminine masculine like whatever energy center and do a little balance or i could also do um you know if anyone's interested in like if they're specific about a twin flame question or a personal question i can do like another intuitive reading around that as well Okay, excellent. Now, we have had people in our chat room this evening and also listening in on the line. I have seen a couple callers going on and off, and my screener has indicated there have been some problems with being able to hear people when we brought them into the screening room. So good old Mercury retrograde is in effect. But um, we have one one person in chat, a Mars girl, who's been listening. Thank you so much. She wanted to know if you can see what her unique gift or niche is, if there is something, she feels that something is blocking her, that despite meditations and activations, she is unclear as to where she is supposed to go. And her name is Mars Girl. Is she, is she talking specifically about her soul mission? Um, yes, I believe so, because she didn't mention anything about twin flames. She's still listening, so if she pops back in for clarification on chat, I don't think she was able to actually call in to speak with you directly. Okay. Um, let me just tap in. Okay, well, I just got a message from her higher self saying that she's actually on her way to be patient with herself, that nothing's blocking her that a lot of it has been just more, been more about her personal journey. Um, I know absolutely when I was trying to figure out what 
I was supposed to be and do here on the planet. Uh, For a lot of us, the delays have been, one, so we'll awaken to our abilities and be more conscious and have the basic tools to meditate and, you know, shift the energy and clear our energy field and that sort of thing. And then the other message that came to me for her is that our gifts are so advanced that it's like like we can't label them yet because they're so unique and so advanced that it's just, it's like a light, a bolt, a lightning bolt. Yeah, a lightning bolt uh, comes and just um, one day you just have this epiphany and your higher self is saying it's time, it's ready to go. So, I mean, my, my best message that's coming through is for her to just keep working her tools and asking her higher self to work with her more directly and to give her clear and concise messages and open doors for her when it's time. Because if you had told me a year ago that I would be on a radio show talking about my experiences at the Sphinx or doing YouTube videos for Twin Flames and now Starseeds, I would have said you're crazy. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's no map for this. We're creating our own map. So I just want to empower her and let her know that she's just been through a process of like she's growing and learning and remembering more of who she is and why she came. And that her gift is going to be her unique gift given to her. You know, we, like I said, we all have our own special take on anything. The other thing I would suggest for her too is just to keep um, whatever she gravitates towards. So if she gravitates towards a class, or a session with someone, or something really interests her, to go that way. But mm-hmm. we all sort of have the same basic gifts. Like we all have intuitive gifts, like you shared at the beginning when you opened the show. We all have those gifts, but it's like peeling away the layers of the onion to accept them and embrace them. And then, honestly, when we connect with our higher self and just say, I'm ready, I'm ready to know what my soul mission is, I'm ready to know what my unique gifts are, then it starts to come. We actually have to verbally say we're ready. I'm messaging her in the chat room so that she knew that you were talking about her and answering that. And she also said thank you and blessings and that this has been a fascinating show. Yeah, I put I pulled some cards for her as well just to sort of see where she's at. Uh, I didn't pull some energy cards for her. I just pulled some other cards. I will pull an energy card, though, too. So, you know, she's she's kind of at a, you know, right now, she's at a really, like a plateau. And the middle card actually came through the reading uh, today for everyone is the hope card. It's so beautiful. It's number 17. So it's like our hope and our faith are really being tested right now because a lot of us are in our waiting room. And we're getting ready to go through that next door, which is, by the way, the solar eclipse on the 21st. And that she's been doing a lot of personal healing work on herself and that that has been really beneficial. The final card that I pulled for her is the destiny card, number 10. So she, it's a new beginning. So she has absolutely a destiny and special unique gifts that only she has on the planet. And I'm just going to pull two chakra messages for her just to sort of see where she's at and what's happening this month. So the divine two messages. So the divine feminine energy, the cosmic heart card came forward, and that is about um, the divine feminine intuitive energy being activated. It's an energy center between our uh, throat and our heart. It's a new energy center. And when it's activated, more of our intuitive abilities are coming. 
we lost the connection here. Let me see if I can uh, get her back. I, I know we're showing we're still connected, but if you just hold on one moment, I will go ahead and uh, redial. Sorry for all of the tech. What happens during? Aloha from Pink Bella. Okay. Thank you so much for reaching oh. out for a session. One all moment. sessions are now being booked by my website, alohapinkbella.weebly.com. All right, let's see if we can get the Okay, yes, here we are. We got you back on the line again. You had just covered like the first uh first line, the first card. And okay. The, the, yeah, I was. I you know what? I went through the whole thing, and, I, and then I looked at the phone, and I went, "No one heard me." That's no, no. <laughs> it was just the last two cards that you were pulling that um, I think didn't come through. The chakra. The yes. chakra cards. Did I get? Yes. Okay. So this. Okay. So the chakra messages for Mars Girl for the Divine Feminine. Her cosmic heart is opening and or will be opening. So that is an energy center in between our throat and our heart chakra. When that starts to open, it opens up more of our intuitive abilities and it brings in more of our higher self into our body. It's the divine feminine goddess energy. I always relate it to Lemuria and Hawaii. It's that beautiful aquamarine color. And it is preparing her for more, to bring more of her gifts online okay and the divine masculine energy is beautiful it's an eagle uh, uh, with its wings spread out the word is liberation it's the soul star and when the soul star comes forward it's another level of our awakening it's this energy center above our um, physical head and we're freeing ourselves from our belief systems and things that are holding us back so I feel like a lot of it has just been working her tools and preparing her for her next step to fly through the door, which with the next gateway is the solar eclipse on the 21st. So this has been a real cleanup month, a real initiation month for us all to keep hitting walls and going, no, can't go that way. No, that door is closed. No, I don't want to hang out with those people anymore. And we're liberating ourselves like we shared about it from our belief systems. So she's, re- she's getting ready to soar and fly through the door. Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Would you be able to share on your Pink Bella page on Facebook some of the cards that you uh, draw or use uh, during this evening? That would be really... Yeah, I'll post them on Instagram and then I'll share them on my Pink Bella page. Okay, and we'll try to post yeah. them then over to the Vibrarian page as well. And, and Mars Girl says, wow, thank you so much. Awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah, uh, thank <laughs> you, Mars Girl, for asking your question. <laughs> now I'm getting ready to uh, bring one of our actual callers on the line. I'm sorry I'm managing the chat at the same time here, but we have had uh, Katie who has been holding on, listening to the show this evening, and she has a question for you. Katie, welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. Hi. Hello, ladies. Hi, Hello, welcome. Katie. Hi, um, I love the topic about twin flames. I don't know much about it. Um, I have no idea if I've met mine, if I'll meet them in this lifetime, because I know it's something like you don't always meet them or something like that. If Well, 
the thing with Twin Flames, and if you really resonate with it, I, I want to share. There's there's sort of a there's sort of new messages coming in about Twin Flames. Like originally mm-hmm. there was just 144,000, but now there's more Twin Flames. So what I would suggest for you is to start working and asking your higher self that you you want to meet your Twin Flame. And what we do is then the, both of the higher selves set it up. Like mine was mm-hmm. set up, and I didn't even know about Twin Flames. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but what we, but Joanne and I shared about as well is it's not a romantic relationship initially. It's a really deep going within process. So um, yeah. How do you? How would Ask you a little bit more? How, and then how I would you know? Oh, I was gonna say, how would you know if someone's your twin flame versus a soulmate? Like, what's the difference? Well, um, I probably didn't even know that I'd met my twin flame until I met him. Like, you would know. Like, my twin flame okay. energy field pretty well knocked me off the patio. <laughs> <laughs> it's like twin flames are like two are like two stars colliding. And um, oh. if if one or both party if one or both parties is not ready, someone will really blow a circuit. Oh. For sure. But what I want to share with you is yeah, what I want to yeah, what I want to share with you is is that even let's say there's you know the twin flame is a label like soulmate is a label, and I absolutely always share with everyone that you can have the truest, deepest love that you wish for on this planet. Because I started I've started actually also calling them divine partnerships. So a lot of us feel like we haven't met the right one or we haven't, we're not worthy of this great love that maybe some other people have. But I want to let you know that you are worthy of it and that you're just going to say to your higher self, even after this show, I am so ready for my divine partner. You just get me ready and have the higher self of that soul and set it up. Okay. So well, I know I'm worthy. I know I'm deserving. And I am ready. So Absolutely. that'll be easy. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, let us know how you make out. That I will. Because I really feel like for a lot of us, we feel we we feel like we, because we haven't met that right person yet, that maybe mm-hmm. we've been forgotten or there's something wrong with us. But it's just we we don't know that. Oh, we we need to ask for it. Hmm. Right, right. Ask asking is given, so I definitely will ask. I will definitely let you uh, ladies know how it goes. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you so much for calling. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> Katie has been listening since the very beginning, so that is quite wonderful. We've had people. I'm getting some messages in in chat that it's uh, people are trying to call the line, but they're not necessarily able to get in. So I'm going to just pull um, the room real quick and see if anyone has any any more questions. Um, okay. Now, uh, when you offer your services to people, how can they reach you, and what can you do for people like Katie, who is looking for love, or you know, like myself, who is aware of certain uh, parts of my journey, or you know, you mentioned the star seed thing. So, what kind of services are you providing? <laughs> Thank you for asking. So I offer a wide range of sessions and readings, and I call them like sessions slash reading because there's a whole bunch of people out there that just do readings, and that's their um, specialty, whereas I've always brought in that energetic healing balance as part of my sessions. So even though I love to, I love to use the oracle cards and bring in messages, I tap in with your higher self. So if, let's say, I mean, I've had beautiful souls come to me who don't, who don't even know if they have a twin flame like Katie, but they were drawn to work with me 
on various levels because it's been part of their journey to awaken more to work with their higher self. So I, I ha- offer sessions and readings not just for Twin Flames, but also if you want to start your soul mission, and I empower you and work with your higher self with that, and I give you tools to, for you to work with your higher self. And then I also offer, like, I call them 12 chakra energy balances, and those come whether you're a twin flame or not, that's just part of every single session that I offer. And I have been offering new sessions where I incorporate leaving little personal videos for you via your higher self with some of the messages from the sessions as well. And yes, I will be helping Starseeds, and I was just given that information in June. And I have to say that just like this time last year, I was resistant to helping twin flames. I wasn't so keen on the word Starseed, and I had a little conversation with my higher self about it. But the thing is, is that more and more souls are starting to resonate with the word Starseed, and Starseeds have their own mission. So I will be liaisoning between the higher self of whoever resonates with Starseed and myself and also doing a reading session with an energy balance and then bringing in information from their star family to help them with their mission. And who, what are Starseeds? I didn't get a chance. I forgot to ask that. <laughs> Starseeds are our essence, um, what is from star, other star systems, where we have incarnated on earth, but it it wasn't our first incarnation. And we come from um, advanced civilizations. So a lot of souls will resonate with Atlantis and Lemuria. And those were starseed-based societies and realities where everybody had all of their gifts, all their chakra centers were open, their third eyes were wide open, and everyone was working with their higher self and everyone was at the same level. That was obviously before the fall of Atlantis. But those were different types of environments than how the consciousness has been here on, on in the regular 3D Earth. So, yeah, so a starseed. So I always resonated with the word starseed, but I couldn't share that with a lot of people. And then when I was I told I was one, I thought, well, that's cool, but who can I talk to about it? So I think part of, like, I do have souls now because I've been sharing about the, about the word starseed. I have had souls now kind of coming out of the closet going, I'd like to talk to you about being a starseed. So I feel like it's another one of those, there's a whole group of souls on this planet that they know that they've never felt like they fit in on earth. And a lot of the starseed mission has been, you're not here to fit in, you're here to create the new. You're here to bring Mm -hmm. in the new. I know I was comfortable with Starseed long before I ever heard uh, Twin Flame, honestly. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. And I I resonate with, like, the Pleiadians. I work with the Pleiadians and the Syrians Mm -hmm. right now. And we just had a lot of Syrian energy come through with the Lionsgate portal and the Sirius alignment, uh, bringing in the energies through our central sun. So people might have really been affected by that. Very much affected by it. And what what makes me so happy is that even this time last year, most souls wouldn't even know what that was. or even And everyone was so excited about the Lionsgate this year. That made me happy because a lot of us have been preparing to share with the collective consciousness for a long time. And, yeah, absolutely. I was recently, um, the information I was given recently as well as that Arch- Archangel Michael and the Legion of Light have absolutely been working with the Syrian emissaries of light to help elevate and awaken a lot of star seeds at this time. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one of our chat room, uh, she's been trying to get on the phone and couldn't. Her name is Kiera, 
And she is a young lady that I know from another Twin Flame group, and she lives here in the Atlanta area and has actually come out to some of my events, the Elevation Station. And she also helps to provide guidance for other uh, Twin Flames who are awakening on the path. And she would like to know if you can help her to determine what can she do to have more access to her higher chakras. She's not sure if she is accessing them right now, but would love to know if she is not, and if not, how can she improve? There's many different ways. I know when they started to open up with me, it was very foreign, and I want to share with her and you and everyone who's listening, that's actually going to be part of my coursework that's going to be starting in September because I'm collaborating with a beautiful soul sister in Seattle We've been very passionate about the 12 chakras for years. And it just feels like now is the time that everybody needs the information. So a lot of it has been informational. A lot of it has been like it's, it's, we've only been on a seven chakra, you know, understanding the seven chakras for so long that a lot of the upper chakras are, um, are foreign to us about what they do or what's going on. And I know when like my 12 chakra readings were given to me in 2013, nobody was ready for them. <laughs> I was all excited about it, but no one was getting it. So now it's like, you know, a lot of it is just knowing that they're opening and they're being activated and that your higher self is working with you to activate them. They're all they're all being activated gradually for everyone. So, you know, what I'll do is actually I'll just why don't I just pull two cards for her and okay. just ask what um for the divine feminine and masculine, what's happening right now. Most times when we have, um, we're feeling a lot of ascension symptoms, that's usually meaning that our, okay, so this is really cool. So I pulled one card from the divine masculine deck and one from the divine feminine. And what, what the cards are saying is that both her stellar gateway, her 12th chakra and her earth star have been activated and, or they are being activated this month. So when that happens and, and how, how that happens is it's just a natural part of our process because we release belief systems and that elevates us to allow more light and more of the energy centers to open. As soon as the stellar gateway, the 12th chakra and the earth star open up, that means we're moving into another deeper level of our soul mission and more of our consciousness is expanding and we're going to know more and be able to share more. Mm. Thank you for that. You know, it's so interesting because nine times out of ten, it's like we we beat ourselves up or we think really critically that we're, I know I'm always like, am I doing it wrong? Am I doing this right? Am I failing? You know, and it's kind of this like doubting wanting to be right. We want to be right. We don't want to be wrong or make a mistake. But there's really so much forgiveness in this acceptance of this journey. It's not clean cut and linear like, hey, you got an A, you got 100%. No, you got a 60%. You're failing. You know what I'm saying? I know. Well, and the thing with the energy centers too is like we had we had understanding and could manage the ones in our body, but now we've got ones outside of our body. Like what do we do with that? It's so it is very confusing, and it also there's not a whole lot of information out there that's consistent, um, and that's okay. You know, initially I, it can, it, I was trying to sort of associate different colors with the energy centers to help me, and I do use specific colors in my readings, but other colors will come through. And basically, when the when 
when we choose to leave um, the matrix in so many ways, which is leaving belief systems and opening our hearts and listening to our guidance as opposed to listening to what society has been telling us, that changes our energy vibration and that activates the new chakras. So hopefully that, that is helpful. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. You know, there's really, if your path takes you one way, then it's meant for you to go that way. And it's not like you'll miss it, miss the mark, because this really is, it's, it's, it's not that harsh of a thing, because if you're meant to move into a certain thing and it takes you 10 years instead of two, then that's what, it, uh, you know, what is meant for you and your soul navigated you that way for whatever reason and to be okay with that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very kind and compassionate to ourselves on this journey. And it just excites me that here it is, 2017, and I was giving readings on Blog Talk Radio with the 12 Shockers in 2014, and it mm-hmm. was like nobody was ready yet. <laughs> so I remember beating myself up like what what am I doing wrong why is it not working it just wasn't the time and uh yeah it's beautiful like I just I, I feel like the number 12 right now because we do have more energy centers than 12 I feel like the number 12 is again another activation it's like we have 12 you know well we did have 12 planets in the solar system but we've got more now because they keep finding more but we have 12 hours you know 12 hour days uh 12 months in the calendar that sort of thing. So 12 has already been, 12 apostles, 12 has been a number that's been very much a part of our activation. Yes, and so you also are very keen aware about numerology and the significance of numerical frequencies and vibration. Because I know in your readings, you often will use uh, that, like 12, 12, 12, 3, 11, 11. Can you tell everybody about the 11, 11 uh, code? Yeah, so oh, so the eleven eleven is fascinating because, like you, I had a lot of this information coming to me either like before my twin, I met my twin flame, or after I met my twin flame, but we were in separation. So the eleven eleven has been has come become to known as a symbolism for the twin flame union, like the you know the eleven one eleven being one twin and the other eleven being the other twin. But what the information that came to me recently is it's also re- letting us know that we're going we're being given an opportunity to go up the ladder and go through a doorway, to go through a portal to a higher vibration and a higher timeline and reality. In other words, every choice that we make when we choose like a high road, we choose like self love and we choose like no, I'm not going to keep beating myself up about that. I'm going to choose this instead and choose self love that's going through a doorway and changing our, our destiny, basically. And so the, that's with the 11-11, it definitely is an internal activation. When a lot of us see it, we're like, oh, 11-11, that's so cool. But the information as well that was brought to me recently is that it is also a reminder that you're being, you're let, you're being given an opportunity to go through a new door. A new opportunity is coming, and will you choose it? You know, and also to stay high, high vibrational about it. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of information, but I know when people first wake up, they will often start to see lots of numbers on the clock, and often it'll be 11-11, and it has it is that that inner knowing that we have this programming within us that is neurology based. We, you know, we are, um, numbers resonate with us. We, many of us are from timelines where sacred geometry and numbers are how we communicate with one another. And we don't do it verbally. We do it, you know, uh, visually and telepathically. 
So, you know, for a lot of starseeds and twin flames and highly advanced beings that came to help raise the vibration here on Earth, the numerology has been part of you not getting so deep in your human programming that suddenly you'll start to notice license plates and numbers all over the place. And, and now we're realizing, like, it's a phenomenon, that there's so many people around the planet that are resonating with that, and that's super, that's very cool. And I did get that the lion's gate, that what we just went through, was an 11-11 doorway for us, that mm-hmm. it was an opportunity. And this month, and even the solar eclipse, this month is an opportunity for us to keep our vibration high and choose um, choose an awesome doorway to go through. Well, our, for people who do want to contact you for a reading, they can read you on your Facebook page, which is Pink Bella Aloha Therapy. And do you also then have a website? I do, and my website is um, www. AlohaPinkBella.Weebly.com. Okay. I can send that to you as well. Okay. And then um, I've been so excited to have you on. I do want to let our callers know that on Thursday evening, it will be all about twin flames. We're going to go deeper on the conversation. And I have a panelist of twin flames that will be joining Pink Bella and I for the conversation, and I think we'll just be able to compare notes because this is a community thing, and you will see certain messages start to kind of come through the collective consciousness, and uh, it's it's really amazing as you sit back on YouTube, and I'll hear you say something, Pink Bella, and then another day or two later, I'll see somebody else who says it, and it's like uh, there when you hear something two or three times. That's an indicator. Hey, there's an underlying truth there, and you know these are people in the Philippines and Canada and the United States and the UK who wind up being interrelated with that same kind of message. And so I think that's awesome to be able to have two or three or four of us together on a call to talk about the present twin flame energy and to really go a little deeper with the subject because I tell you, people have a lot of questions about that. And I'm sure from the readings that you're providing and the traffic on your YouTube channel, it definitely shows that people are seeking. And, you know, I'm just really so happy that, um, you know, I was happy when I came across your channel and you certainly provided a level of understanding for me, both in your uh, free readings that you provide for the community, but also the private services that you offer definitely contributed to me personally. So I'm very thankful for that and that you had the time to spend this evening. Very, very excited about that too. Did you have any last comments or advice or motivation for our listeners before we close this evening? Well, I just wanted to thank you for having me. It's been awesome. And I'm so in gratitude for what I'm able to share and offer and assist and that brought you and I together. So there's always like this beautiful interwoven connection with all of us. We're all drawn to come together and share. So thank you so much. And um, I just, I want everyone to just trust in their intuition and their guidance. And if they're called to to a soul mission, go for it. And remember to believe in true love. Um, You know, the twin flame journey is, a challenging one, but there's so many beautiful benefits if you have met your twin to um, to just keep believing in true love, but love yourself as well. 
love yourself, and that's what the twin flame is about. If you don't love yourself, you cannot come into union with your twin flame or anyone else. So if the charity starts at home, right, forgiveness, acceptance, <laughs> compassion, love, all of that starts at home, and so often we have to give ourselves permission to do that, yeah. but it's okay. It is. I've been calling it self-love mastery. That's the, that's the latest. It's been beautiful. Well, I thank, thank you so much, Joelle. I thank you so much for joining me this evening. This has been the Psychic Inside Show, and my guest has been Pink Bella of Pink Bella Aloha Therapy. And I wish you all of the blessings that you can possibly hold to overflowing for the next week and beyond, and that you are safe, healthy, and happy. Namaste. Aloha. <laughs>